In October 2019, Arlington, Texas was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museums will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel, which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, Come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps 
and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. This Thursday after dinner show is awesome. It's our last night on the road this year with the Misfit Nation. We are just outside our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Today I got to go down to Washington, D.C. and see the wreath laying at the World War II monument for to honor those who served during World War II, but more specifically to honor those who we lost and fought their uh, their hearts off on December 7th, 1941 for Pearl Harbor. So today we we remember those those heroes and the greatest generation as they fought for the next four years after that to fight against the Axis and uh, bring the allies to victory. So watching that ceremony today, it was a uh, unbeknownst to us, the ceremony was going on. It was great to get down there and see the Navy band playing and uh, see the actual World War II veterans up there. Uh, with the wreaths as they honored them and they played each of uh, the branches songs, even Space Force, even though they weren't even uh, thought of at the time, but they played them and uh, the Army, of course, went first and uh, we will sing second this weekend. So go Army, beat Navy. And tonight we have a great guest, also a U.S. Army veteran. He's a strategic advisor, author, podcast host and entrepreneur who aims to to provoke thought and incite positive action. As the founder of Iron Front Solutions, he pioneered the STRIVE methodology to empower organizations and individuals. He also co-founded the EULA Universe for personal growth and is working to help fellow veterans reclaim their purpose. With over a decade of experience across diverse sectors, he is a decisive, creative leader devoted to forging partnerships, catalyzing transformation, and guiding organizations to optimize performance and fulfill their potential. So without further ado, let's welcome U.S. Army veteran, author and founder of Waymaker Community, John Mayo. Welcome, John. How you doing, brother? Doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Rich. Oh, it's great. I and mean, when we, we first had our talk, I think, well, it seems like forever ago, we had our, our casual talk and just a, a meet and greet after Adam Bird introduced us. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but it's great to have you here again and now on my show. I got to try some of your products and uh, they worked very well and I will be going back into the bank and get some more. So thank you for introducing me to those. And thanks again for agreeing to come on here. Yeah, my absolute pleasure. So John, I just gave your, your home run hit of elevator pitch bio there. <laughs> now I'm going to throw that curveball at you and say, John, tell the audience about you from as far back as you want to go, what led you to serve and how we got here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like a lot of uh, young men, I wanted to go and fight. And that's, you know, the time I signed up and began training, uh, we were still in, in the peak of things out in the Middle East. So it seemed like a good time to do it. By the time I got to actually uh, active, you know, participate in active duty, things have changed significantly. So, um, you know, looking at that, served my time and then determined that I need to make some shifts for the home front. Right. So, made those shifts and that's when things start to get more interesting concerning all the things that you mentioned in the bio and that we're talking about now as far as uh helping veterans to reclaim their purpose write their second mission pursue it helping american citizens to uh pursue significance create immense value build strong communities uh those things to me are more than just fun (coughs) phrases but truly 
they imbue my life with purpose and meaning. And, and I'm constantly pursuing this question of how might I help to unleash human potential. And that's now manifesting itself through three primary uh, unified efforts, right? One is the strategic advising where, where I help business leaders and owners to bring their visions to life and accomplish uh, their goals. And then the other is through creating physical tools like the product you just mentioned, CCU Stamina Energy Choose, uh, which both gives you the boost, clarity, and uh, enhanced energy focus and performance that you need now to get through the fight of today while also giving you compounding health benefits after two weeks of continuing using it. So it's actually giving back to you over time as opposed to so many things that just take from us. And then uh, the third and final and probably the thing I'm most passionate about is the Waymaker community, which is uh, a community in which driven individuals, veterans are coming together and walking uh, through life together daily in pursuit of their ideal selves and to create that value, pursue that significance and build strong communities around them. And all of that helps us to further safeguard and increase individual freedom and sovereignty, that which we signed up to fight for the first time and now can continue to advocate, safeguard and progress on this side of the, on this side of service. So that's a, a more thorough deep dive, but a, a fun conversation starter for us. Definitely is. And I uh, always like when uh, I give, I'm given a bio and I, I get to, to give that, but then make you expand upon it and get out of your elevator speech and actually give your speech. And it, it's much better, more genuine coming from you than any host can ever do it. So we appreciate you doing that. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's talk a little more about uh, your early days, uh, the Strive methodology. What led yeah. to that and, and how did you uh, build it and make it successful? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's actually kind of a, a different progression of things. So I, I wrote a book called Be Relentless. If the obstacle is the way, then we must be waymakers. And that was the result of about six years of just putting myself through the personal gauntlet of and hellscape of uh, just extraordinarily difficult things that I needed to do to prove to myself who I was going to be on this side of service. Um, you know, after navigating that, wrote that book and the, the ULA universe, right? The universal learning approach, these things all feed into Strive. So uh, just a little bit of context in answering the Strive methodology, but the universal learning approach is an actual learning approach that models how we uh, as human beings more naturally iteratively learn things. So if you think about a baby learning to walk and they stumble and they fall and they get up, they, you know, they're at point A, they want to get to point B, they learn more intuitively through iteration. Well, that in its simplest form is what the universal learning approach is. And and that approach works very well in self-actualization, you know, becoming who you want to be, accomplishing goals, learning new skills. And it happens to also work very well when you're looking at organizational change, uh, strategic transformation, you know, cultural shifts, the, these types of things that I do in the strategic advisory side. But what's different is you can have a much simpler tool set for an individual who say does a personal contract begins increasing their intentionality and discipline and begins transforming themselves, which is advocated in the book, be relentless, my podcast, the community and all these things. Well, you formalize that a bit and add a few more tools and um, structure to it. And you have something that organizations and teams can use. And that is what the strive methodology is. It is as simple as I was able to make, uh, a process B to helping leaders uh, activate their vision through decisive action. And it's uh, it grounds, right, very simply 
in where are we now? What's happening around us? What can bite us? Where do we want to go? What are the most critical steps we can take? And how do we continue to learn and adapt our pursuit as we continue to move forward? And that's where the each letter of the strive comes in from a high level. But it thankfully is <laughs> highly effective and has worked across many sectors at this point. And it has also worked, whether it's been a small million dollar mom and pop shop up to um, multiple hundreds of millions of dollar larger enterprises, which is fantastic. And it takes buy-in from a leader who wants to make positive change and impact and is willing to put in the work and lead their team accordingly. Outstanding. And uh, uh, the audience, I'm guessing, understands because they're not asking questions yet. So that's good. You were able to keep it simple enough so they can understand it and understand the value of it. So that, that's a great way to launch your, uh, that was your first part of your business, correct? No, it was actually the latest part. The latest so I, okay. Yep. So I, I worked on as an organic leader. So like, you know, join teams as a senior leader and I would do uh, 10 to 18 month turnarounds, right? Either performance based, cultural based, or there would be an aggressive goal where things were okay, but they really wanted to, to do a hyper focused, uh, shift. So I'd go in and I'd do that. And while I was doing that professionally, I was working on, uh, the individual philosophy work and the community work. And then when I left, that's when I formalized that process that I've applied over the last decade and barred brilliance for a bunch of other really intelligent folks. And, distilled that into the strive methodology. And that's what I'm employing now um, and making available to folks uh, so that they can self-employ like self-deploy it as well. But that is the high level operating framework methodology that I, I think about and think through when I'm working with folks to help them succeed. Awesome. Thanks for clarifying that. Uh, yeah. I had written, had written down the wrong order. That's why. So. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. And uh, we talked about the Waymaker community and when we talked to each other the first time, I think that's something the audience would love to hear about is the Waymaker approach and the community that you're building with that. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the the Waymaker idea comes from the book. There, there's an old Stoic thought, if um, the obstacle is the way, right? And that's the this thought born from Stoicism. And and I extrapolated upon that thinking, okay, if the obstacle is the way, then we need to be Waymakers, right? We need to be people who embrace that obstacle and transform it into opportunity. And if we do that, we can create something truly wonderful with our lives and with the world around us. Well, the Waymaker community is a community of people who aren't done, right? They, they want to have a fulfilling life. They want to be better than they were yesterday. They want to have something to look forward to, and they want to safeguard and continue to perpetuate positive change in the world instead of accepting any potential narratives of negativity or destruction, right? There is good, there is bad, and this is a place where you can take decisive daily action towards creating the good and pushing out the bad, right? So with that, it's hosted in a platform called Discord. You can learn about it on johnmayo.com. Um, there, there's links to it there under community and there's an open source element of it that anyone can join. And there I've given the book away for as cheaply as I can. There's podcasts with different community members diving into what it's about, but any resource that someone wants to take these ideas and apply it to their own life, they're able to, and I've made that available with as low or no barrier to entry as possible. 
And then if you want to do more with us, there's two opportunities to do that. You can join our closed community and see how folks within forges, which are small group cohorts of five to nine men that go through daily uh, life together in pursuit of these goals uh, are located. And then there's the upper tier where you're part of that closed community, but you also get to uh, join one of those small groups, those forge cohorts. And they're called forges because when you have intense heat and pressure, it creates something of value. And that value that we're working to create is to transform uh, folks into waymakers, right? And what's really beautiful about it is those who've done a lot of that hard work, right? They've redefined their second, they, they've defined their second mission or what significance and purpose they want to pursue with their life. They can help pay that forward and help others to on that journey in this community, as well as those who are ready to get after it, right? They can join and get after it. And that, in that concocting, that uh, mosaic, if you will, that mixing pot is where we're seeing an immense amount of value and impact occur. Outstanding. And uh, on the website that uh, you have an awesome uh, uh, African proverb on there. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think that that'll resonate with anyone in the military first responder community, which is the majority of our listeners. Uh, and we we say we have things we say for everything militarily, like uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Mm -hmm. But I think that one there really resonates with those who want to build their build their themselves or build their business. Either way, you can use but use it in both that proverb right there to make yourself into a successful entity as you move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that really struck me exiting the service is like, you know, the first six months was just crazy. You know, you're getting out, everything's changing, you're working to feed your family. Uh, but then that starts to calm down. You realize that you haven't hit, like things are handled, you're moving forward and the dust begins to settle. And that's when I started to really feel the, lo the loss of camaraderie, right? Uh, that's when I started to miss the team. That's when I realized, oh, I don't have the, the same purpose anymore that the military helped to provide, right? Being a guardian of freedom and, and a leader and all these other things in that, in that tight bound community. And the, and I was beginning to self-medicate a lot, which, you know, drink a bunch, do, do a lot of things, stop. I stopped doing a lot of the healthy things. And, and I was really battling with those ideas and um, realized I had to make a shift. And I either had to accept the self-medication route, which appeared to me to be leading to destruction, or I could begin asking questions and doing some hard work to define how I wanted to spend my life. And the result of that years later, you know, walking through isolation, all these things uh, was the creation of this community where it's like, hey, let's lower the barrier to entry on that process. Let's let's shorten the, the learning curve upon exit so that we can have we can define and pursue that significance recreate that purpose have that camaraderie again and in a way that is sustainable and can continue with us over the years as we continue forward into our lives and you know creating that value in our communities and that's where this community after you know navigating that for a while it's like well who says you have to be completely alone when you're working to stop self-medicating and begin creating your purpose and pursuing it like you know, typically friend groups and things like that change, but no one, I reject the premise that you have to go through complete isolation. In that, And that's where the forges specifically, the small groups are so valuable because it's like, all right, I want to pursue significance and create something good with my life. I want to be proud of who I am and where, who I'm becoming. Well, you may have to change friend groups. Things may change as you evolve, but this presents an opportunity of people who are evolving with you. And it presents an opportunity where, People are choosing to be there, right? It's a fellowship of free men. And you get to forge forward together as opposed to being alone. And, and 
at least what I found is there's a lot of value that can come from solitude, but the bottle screams a lot louder to me also if there's too much of it. And there, there's some form of balance between embracing solitude so that there's opportunity to meditate, think, and refine action, and then just being alone and miserable. And this works to provide um, that community for the ups and downs of life as we continue to forge forward. Outstanding. And uh, one of the questions in the chat was, uh, what was your aha moment to come up with the Waymaker community? Uh, so it's... It, or was there an aha moment, I guess, would be a better there, way to work. There, there was, right? The So I believe in pursuing a more beautiful question, right? So this idea of like, um, can, can I find a question that's worth pursuing for my entire life? And, and the question I've found so far, and hopefully we'll find a better one, is how might I unleash human potential? And that question's driven a lot of things I've done as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a professional. And with the community... I would be disingenuous if I said I started with that in mind. I wanted to have impact outside of my home, but I didn't know how a few years back. So I really focused on working on fixing myself and then allowing that to bleed outward in concentric circles, right? To my family, to my friends, to my community. And then after a few years of that, uh, and this is where the community idea came in, I had done uh, an experiment in a company that failed horribly. I had created a chat called Giggles and Motivation in which we, yeah, in, in which we'd share like ideas with one another working to cultivate, right? Uh, a not too serious, but fun, positive trajectory. And uh, that experiment grew, like that group grew too much and it, it reverted to the mean, right? Uh, it just, it became uh, a meme sharing page. It was, it just be, lost its value. I left it. Uh, about a year later, uh, continuing to do what I call personal contracts and stuff in, in pursuit of these ideas, uh, I was like, you know what? I have some really cool dudes I served with who I love, who are getting after it still. I want to talk to them more. I want to be in community with them more. What if I created this community where we have some parameters where you have to contribute every day and things like that? And we could see if that would work. You know, that was a year ago. And now we're about to start, set up our third forge and the community's growing and, and it's an absolute blast. And, and it, it's, so there was less so an aha moment, more so a movement to contact in pursuit of something worth pursuing. And we're continuing to do that. You know, I have a great team now that's helping me develop the community and facilitate and steward these groups, these forges. And, um, you know, we're continuing to move forward and it keeps getting better with time. And that's the thing that blows my mind because it's, it's improving every day and more and more people are being interested in it. And, you know, we get to start the third cohort now and soon it'll be the fifth and then the 10th and so on. So uh, what really excites me about it is the impact that it can have because the cohorts are about 60 to 70% veteran based, the, the forges nice. specifically. And universally, every veteran that's in a cohort thus far has said that this has reinstilled that team element, that camaraderie that they've been starving for, not finding uh, in many other places, right? You, you get tastes of it. If you do combat sports, you get tastes of it, depending on these different things. And you can absolutely create it in other ways for yourself. But th they found that despite the diversity in each group in these, in these cohorts, and that has created uh, a significant positive effect for them individually and for us communally. So hopefully that answers the question in a satisfying matter, but less of an aha, more of a movement to contact, and we're going to keep going. 
keep pushing through the axis that you got to do right there. And uh, yeah. I think you're, you're doing that well as, as you said, it's growing as it's moving forward as it's age, it's aging well. It's like a fine line right now as it's growing and aging well. So that's a testament, a testimony to what you're doing and, and how it is actually working to with the good and not like giggles and uh, motivation. <laughs> so that just yeah. made me laugh when you said it. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, one of the things I try to ground myself in is not being too serious because uh, it, it's easy to get really somber. But you know, injecting some humor into life is is beautiful. Definitely, and I was with a group of seven uh, seven veterans. They six of those crusty old guys and one younger veteran. As we went to Washington D.C. and we're sitting on a train and we're just laughing at anything and people around us can see that we were different than they were. And we were just having a good time. We, you know, we, none of us, only a couple of us actually served together, but it was like a brotherhood that just came together and we were just laughing at the stupidest things and having fun the whole train hour long train ride down to the city and the whole train ride back. And it just helps you feel a lot better during the day. Absolutely. And, and, all the more when you seek it and cultivate it, it, it becomes easier to laugh, right? Uh, exactly. So there you go. And I think they said it takes less muscles to laugh than it does to frown. So just laugh more. So. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll help you grow, I guess. <clears throat> uh, let's talk about your uh, the chews, the Sisu chews, yeah. and how you came up with the concept and, and how that's going now. Absolutely. So that actually started this whole entrepreneurial bent. Uh one of my partner, his name's Kirk Van Everen, him and I served together and we were, we had something called a go bag, right? And that, uh, uh, and that go bag was just, in this case, it was just an ungodly amount of stimulants, you know, nicotine, caffeine, and a hundred different variations. There's a gallon Ziploc bag and we just were stimmed up enough that had you taken our blood and given it to another large mammal, it would have probably killed it. Um, but that's how we <laughs> got through operations. Right. Right. And, uh, when I was out, I left service. He was still in. And I was like, man, it would be cool if we could create something that is better than, you know, a gram of caffeine and a crud ton of uh, um, nicotine and stuff every day to, to get through ops. What if we could create something that gave us the pump, but also that we needed, but also helped us long-term with health instead of taking off the back end. And that question actually led us, we were thinking about energy drink. We we're thinking about these different things. And it led us to developing CC Stamina. And CC Stamina is an energy chew. And you can tell it's designed by someone uh, who served, or at least I like to think so, because it is precisely what I wish I had, uh, both in how you, it's delivered and the effects that it gives. So you get, uh, we have these things called go packs, which are small metal cylinders that hold six servings. They're watertight. They're mostly crush proof. Proof Don't, you know, run it over with a Humvee or something on asphalt. But yeah, I mean, you can give it a try. I'd be curious to see what it looks like, but um, they're, they're awesome. And it can, they're small, right? So it slips into just about any compartment and you can take it into anywhere with you. And at any time you can dip it, chew it, suck it, swallow it um, and get an immediate boost within about 15 minutes. That's not going to make you jittery. It's going to give you clarity and the ability to operate smoothly. And what's amazing is we've been blessed to have surgeons use it before going into long surgeries, operators use it before going on mission, um, endurance athletes and stay at home moms, you know, the, the entire spectrum uses it to overcome their challenges in the day. Uh, and you know, that that's been a real gift to us. So it's the tool we wish we had that we created now and are giving to those who are still in those scenarios uh, that they need something to get through now, but don't 
necessarily want to sacrifice off the, the back end of their life. And, and this is designed to meet that need wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And uh, they don't, they don't taste bad. Most of the chews you get nowadays are pretty horrible. Uh, as soon as you chew it, you re- instantly re- regret it and you want to vomit or drink something right, right after it when you overdose on something else to get rid of it. Uh, these, I tried it just as prescribed and uh, it worked well. And uh, I rec- I recommend them to others. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, two years of sacrifice. We had to fire the first two labs and manufacturers we're working with. It, it was a lot to get to that Flintstone-esque tenacious tangerine. Uh, <laughs> yes. but, but it works. That's about right. <laughs> Without know. the powdery taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, that mouthfeel. All those things you wouldn't even begin to think about uh, going into design, something like that. It is part of the fun, right? Um, but, it, you know, it, it's an absolute beauty to be in a position now where it's like, okay, that's a tool that can help almost anyone. I had a buddy call me. Uh, he tried it after a year. doesn't do a lot of these things after seeing us, you know, running with it for a while. He bought a bottle and then he, he shot me a message. We did not design it with this intent. Um, but I'll just share what he, he had extreme ADHD where he'd struggle to, to read a book or write a paper or anything like that. He took it and he said for the first time in, as long as he can remember, he was able to focus for two hours straight and that completely blew his mind. And he's been consistently using it since. And, and those are the types of things that it was such a a blessing and a gift to hear because, you know, in in the context of CC stamina, we set out to create tools that help people live better lives and accomplish their goals and, and really conquer them. Right. So to get that type of benefit, anecdotal as it may be, was extremely encouraging in the same way that, you know, getting the feedback from the community is extremely encouraging. And then same with the clients on the advisory side. side. It's a gift to continue living one's life in service. And that's what all of this has in common, right? It's, you know, how can I be better so that I can lead my home better so that I can help others uh, be better, right? There's this idea that if I'll do what others won't, so that I can do what others can't, then I'll be able to call them forward and equip them to do the same. And to me, that is a worthy endeavor uh, to submit myself in service to. Definitely. One question that came up right away is name of the choose and where to get it. Uh, so yeah, Sisu Stamina is the name of the choose and what's the best place to get them, John? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to ulauniverse.com. That is where CC Stamina is, is housed out of. and Or you can go to johnmayo.com and under more resources, you'll see CC Stamina as well. So either which way, you'll be able to find it. And uh, CC is kind of a fun word. It's a Finnish concept that essentially means uh, CC begins where grit ends. So if you think about indomitable, uh, indomitable tenacity and just no quit uh, and tough as nails, that's essentially CC in a nutshell. Definitely and uh, I give my stamp of approval for all those other listeners out there. It did not give me the jitters. Uh, I did not need coffee those days. I took that, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting my next shipment. So I'm I'm all on board. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your support. Goodness, that's amazing. No problem. You, know, you, you, you gave me the offer to try it. I tried it, and I'll give you honest feedback. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's fun to play that honest feedback live, too. Like, I'm glad that yeah. it would have been a fun dance if it wasn't that way. <laughs> well, John, that kind of sucked. Uh, I, I hate it. And <laughs> what? Hey, now, some, people, good. some people might ask, can they use this as a pre-workout? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I say it's a pre-work supplement. So 
you know, I take it before I write, before I record podcasts, uh, like I was recording for my show just before this. So I had taken one earlier this afternoon. Uh, but yes, I, I do use it before workout. I do jujitsu, strongman training and high intensity training. And I wake up each morning around three thirty four. Um, I'll take one. And then about an hour later, after getting some work done and some meditation, uh, I go and hit it with my training partner and, those are pretty brutal sessions. And what I enjoy about it is like with a lot of pre-workouts, if you do high intensity or endurance based training, your heart feels like it's going to explode. Like traditional pre-workouts are are better for like the bodybuilding type splits. Um, This, I have an ultra marathoner uh, in our community who uses this on, on his hundred milers and stuff. And so it, the ability to be able to go and fight, uh, do high intensity training, do compound heavy lifts and not feel like your heart's going to explode and feel good and just, zoned in, uh, is one of the benefits. So it's, it's not going to give you that like burning face, crazy, insane, out of control feeling, but you're going to feel like a smooth operator ready to get after and kill and accomplish what you need to in the gym. So. So it does work for those of you who are, uh, pushing the weights and, uh, not too much into the high endurance uh, stuff where you're taking the, whatever your favorite pre-workout is, either you take a dry or, or in a drink, uh, just always be careful with those as well and, and find the one that actually works for you. So your face isn't on fire. Uh, well, if it is, if it is, make sure that you, you check the label and see what you're allergic to in there too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a ton. You can walk into PX right now and there's a pretty much a, probably a 10 by 10 wall of, of stuff on there of pre-workouts and none of them yeah. are, no, you don't know what any of them are. So. No, I, in <laughs> fact, I just yesterday saw a, an advertisement, uh, do you need a bump is what it said. And it's, <laughs> it's a snortable caffeine substance oh and God. they are hardcore playing the analogy with uh, cocaine. It was insane. I was wow laughing very hard, uh, <laughs> but it, it sure enough, it, it gets some sort of a snortable caffeine supplement. I was like, goodness gracious, what will they think of next? But, <laughs> and you know, some, someone's going to use it. So yeah, it's out there. If, if they say that someone will do it. So now I'll shift here. Uh, you have, I think, what three books or two books and one in a way. Or what? What's the process? Or what's your next, uh, uh, I guess, item with writing? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, uh, I've published the Be Relentless book, which we've talked about. The Strive methodology. I wrote a handbook for, and I'm going, and, and that's available for those who reach out and contact me. I'll send them that. Um, and I'm working on formally publishing that. You know, with all the the prettiness and stuff that comes with that process. So that's in the works. And then um, I'm evaluating interest in expanding upon and writing on the U- uh, universal learning approach as an actual learning concept uh, on the back end to both be relentless and strive. So depending on interest there, I'll continue that. But otherwise, as I'm working on the strive publication, I've been writing voraciously. So starting Monday, quite a few articles will begin to pump out of uh, johnmayo.com. So people can subscribe and check that out for business leadership, strategy, uh, personal development, and motivation. And that's been a lot of fun and really thinking about what is the next worthy endeavor as far as a book would be concerned to continue that process. Awesome. Uh, and besides all the things we've already talked about that you do on a daily basis, you also have a podcast. Let's talk yeah. about your podcast and what, what your goal with the podcast is. The John Mayo podcast is the name of it. Uh, how often do you record and, uh, how often do you release? Yes, absolutely. So um, 
blessed to be working with a gentleman named Brandon as a, he's my podcast producer and we've had a lot of fun. And then we, uh, the John Mayo podcast is also part of the hero media group. So those are two fun things. So shout out to hero media group and Adam bird. Um, and, and with the podcast, uh, we're working to continually evolve and enhance it. So right now you're going to see two episodes a week. The first is an extremely short form uh, sub 92nd episode, which is aimed at cultivating curiosity. And that's done through essentially asking a thought provoking question with a little bit of context to help get into your brain a bit and, and stop what you're doing and think for a moment. So once a week on Tuesdays, you're going to get uh, that cultivating curiosity opportunity. And then there's a actionable insight that's released every Thursday. And you know, that's all aimed at all the topics that we've discussed so far. And then in addition to that, I sit down and record one to two conversations with a guest a month, and then those publish, uh, you know, one to two opportunities a month, in addition to the cultivating curiosity and actual insights. So that's what we're looking at Tuesday, Thursday split with a, a bonus in-depth uh, exploratory conversation uh, with one to two amazing individuals each month as well. So you're getting four to six episodes. Um from, you know, inspiring better questioning to uh, things that you can do to improve your circumstances, to seeing how other people are being waymakers in their own environments and arenas. Awesome. Uh, John, we've hit a lot of topics, a lot of John stuff we hit tonight. So I think we hit all of the things you're doing right now, according to my checklist I've written down on your website in front of me here. So I think I got everything. I usually miss a lot of things with a guest, but I actually did my homework with you since we talked before. So that actually helped a lot. Uh, what tips would you give the that veteran coming out now since you went through the transition? You you know what that wall feels like when you come out and take the boots off the last time and you, you go out there and you don't know what to do with your hands. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what kind of tips would you give that veteran as they look to forge forward like you have into a successful entrepreneurial journey or whatever their journey is after service? Yeah, absolutely. If someone's in the act, like in the act of actually transitioning right now, it's probably more than likely too soon for them to have the desire or feel like they're missing something. So I'd say, uh, you know, join the open source community and forget about it until it comes back to mind. Because at least what I've discovered from talking with a lot of folks who are getting off service now and things like that is it's busy. You know, when you're in, you're in, you have that camaraderie, you have all those things. And when you're getting out, everything's up in the air. Uh, but then six months goes by. And then you start to have the dust settle and everything else happens. And that's when the opportunity really comes up to, um, you know, press into the community and do a lot more. But let's say that's not your bent. And what can you do? The, the one thing I propose that anyone do, and I strongly advocate, is ask questions a lot. Uh, because the more questions that you ask, the more intentional you'll be. And the more intentional you are, the better chance you will not go down the default cycle and you'll better avoid the self-medication and the hopelessness that can come without that intentionality and those questioning. And if you ask a bunch of questions, you'll end up likely creating the life you want one way or another. So I would encourage them to ask questions and not accept the feelings of isolation or loneliness, or is this what it's like out here as what it is? Because it's only going to be isolating or lonely or purposeless if you let it be. So ask questions, pursue what it could be. And if you want to do it with us in community, then, you know, we've talked thoroughly about that. I like to, to take a pause, which you're right. You don't really miss it until it's, it's probably like, like you said, six months in or so. Some people, it takes a little longer. Some people miss it immediately because they regret the decision to get out if they get out too soon. 
but mm -hmm. that that sense of purpose that sense of community really is is needed in most veterans and that's why i would lose so many because they lose that that feeling of camaraderie that feeling of purpose and i think your the waymaker community is a great way to get them going again and i think as you grow more will grow into that as well mm -hmm. and you know one of the things our first purpose you know on the on the veteran side the our initial mission was given to us right we raised our hand we swore our oath and we served and so we had our mission we had our purpose we had our team when you get out the script changes. Now it's up to us to write that. Now it's up, it's up to us to determine how we're going to uh, continue serving and in what capacity and with who. And that can be very daunting, especially when the realization of how far gone that initial community is, how in the world do you create that is a worthy question. And, and that's why I, I've worked to either make it freely available for people to do on their own or join us in doing it, right? Because my goal is that we do it, period. Whether it's together or not, that's up to you. Um, but the resources are there. So there's the Forge Handbook, which will outline how you can build this cohort without us and how you can do this in your own circles, uh, in, you know, in your in a small town or whatever, uh, and not be technologically attached to anyone else. And, and that's because the mission is first and that we need to create value and build strong communities so that we can safeguard freedom and continue to do so, so that our children can experience the joys and opportunities born of freedom that we've taken, that maybe we've not specifically taken for granted, but that our society appears to be taking for granted. And, you know, I don't want my sons to lose the opportunity nor their peers. And uh, that's one of the benefits of this as well as every positive action we're taking is further uh, perpetuating the opportunity for freedom and liberty for my children and, my, and you know, our grandchildren as well. So it's, it's fun because there's such a, a large and long through line in this work, right? It's so much bigger than yourself. And at the beginning, there's the advertisement for the suicide. Think of those around you. It's like, yeah, do, do, you know, think of those around you and what you can have as well. And, you know, press in. So. Uh, you spoke of Adam Bird. You brought him into fruition. He jumped on to two great Americans. Thanks, Adam, for jumping on and, and hanging out with two, two heroes, media groups, uh, rock stars here. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks brother. <laughs> John, where's a, where's a good place for people to get in contact with you if they want to chat with you like we did tonight or maybe pick your brain if they, if they have a chance to? Yeah, absolutely. The best place would be johnmayo.com with no H. Um, so J-O-N-M-A-Y-O.com. And if they want to grab a virtual coffee with me, they can there. Otherwise, I've worked uh, to as simply as possible make everything we've talked about available to help people lead better lives, right? It's as simple as that. Uh, but simple, it's not always easy. And that's why all this is being worked on. So exactly. And that website is going across the bottom of the screen. And when uh, this comes into a uh, full publication, uh, that will be in the show notes. So you can reach out and touch them and be able to talk to John when, whenever he has a chance to get you on the schedule. John, again, thank you for taking some of your time, uh, this Thursday evening and hanging out with us. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend, great Christmas and don't forget, go army, beat Navy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take care. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. 
The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle. Hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus, they cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. Obtaining one is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. That's themisfitnation.com. Check out all of our past episodes and get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Misfit Nation. Misfit Nation.